Welcome to Probing Ancient Aliens, Science and Sci-Fi Obsessed Nerds, Steve and Joey, are exploring each episode of everyone's favorite show about ancient astronaut theory, as well as the lovable quirky researchers who evangelize it. Today we're probing into Season 11, Episode 5, The Vision Riz. Hello, Gavna. Got my new glasses on with specs. I'm a visionary and who doesn't care? Well, I don't even care well. Now these glasses specifically turn everyone, turn your vision into uh, an airy model. So like those curvy realistic models that don't Photoshop for that one. Mm. I was thinking company. of an areola. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, just a couple of airy models, yeah. you know. <laughs> just show her, show her jugs. <laughs> Can a couple of airy, airy models get some yeah. work in this town every, <laughs> oh anymore? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> oh, dear God. It's like, uh, do they cover, do they ha- They basically take, like, hole punch paper dots, put them on the nipples just to cover the nipples because they right, need, it's right. all about the areola. Yeah, and that's always a that question, right? Is like, right. what is a nipple? Like, what technically, right. is it just that little flap of skin that flops out? Right. Like, people will refer to the whole thing as a nipple, right. you know. Exactly. It, these are the questions. Yeah, that is, that, is that nipple, musk ask, huh? Uh, yeah. Is that nipple just one of the many bumps on the areola? Exactly. Yeah, so just that, the one, that, yeah, the that, chosen one. Right. Does that mean we all have dozens of nipples technically on our areolas? We could. I mean, I frig myself off to yeah. that every day. <laughs> uh, Speaking of visionaries, yeah. uh, my brother always had the idea, which I actually brought this up at work the other day, and people agreed they would buy them. Uh-huh. Um, glasses that you could wear so you could see people farting. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you're at a crowded place. You yeah. throw those on. Oh, yeah. I, you just farted. You just farted. Right. You know. You see that that gas waft? Kind of like the legendary uh, urban uh, myth of the, the chemical piss. in the pool. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Now, is that more for entertainment or for blaming and shaming or both? All of it. I mean, okay. blaming and shaming is entertainment, yeah. I think. So I'd say it's all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just goofing, laughing. Yeah. Now, you could. That could be a way, a great way to come on to... Some you know someone of the opposite <laughs> uh, or same sex. So yeah. like you could have that those glasses, and then you could kind of demean them. And if they were into that kind of thing, they'd probably get all shaky and horny. If you're like, hey, I know you little piggy fucking farted. Right, there, right. Huh? Oh, you, you little and they're just stink. like, oh, yeah. But I married. I know. But I'm the one that's gonna eat your farts all night. Huh? Yeah, we're just gonna freeze them out. I'll, I'll spread them on my own bread. <laughs> it's gonna take about 17 years yeah. to get enough. Density of pure <laughs> gas vapor to condense it, but I'm in for the long haul, baby. You know, <laughs> let's get married. <laughs> just like in uh, Back to the Future, you're my density, yeah. and I will travel into the future until I have enough. <laughs> I'll go get the pants. <laughs> yeah, that's the entire usage for uh, kind of like how we talk about with aliens and stuff. How they skip for they set some experiment in place, and then they just skip over the waiting period, and they go, "Oh wow, 17 years later, I got fart butter, baby." <laughs> oh yeah, we are good to go, my friends. <laughs> Um, now, this week's How You Doing segment is sponsored by brand new patron Chris Hardcastle. Okay, because Grove and Snake is already on here oh, commenting. Yeah. We were texting. I was eating eating some food in my eating car. <laughs> no, I was, no, I was eating those future farts out yeah. of his ass. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I was crushing some food in my car real quick after my haircut and uh, before I drove over here and texting with him. Not going to say if my zipper was up or down, but yeah, it was down. It was somewhere. <laughs> yeah. It was half, half mass. Yeah, it was down his throat. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, Grove and Snake also upped his pledge to five dollars recently. Now he's getting that premium content. Oh yeah, no new car for him. 
Because <laughs> the other Oops. one got totaled. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, Chris Hardcastle, he's been providing some info over the old Facebook Messenger, too. Are you playing a little tune over there? No, the uh, <laughs> computer is on audio. Oh. Uh, yeah, I Chris Hardcastle has been sending us some interesting information about Tesla and Einstein and whatever, which is, you know, surprisingly, this episode thankfully wasn't about Tesla for once, which mm-hmm. even though I love Tesla, like whenever they talk about geniuses, it's all Tesla all the time. So at least right. a couple new ones. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he's been sending some info and then he just became a $10 patron the other day. So yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Thank you very much for upgrading your pledge, Grove and Snake, and for starting your pledge. Christopher Hardcastle. Castle. Welcome to the club. And that is his Patreon screen name. So, 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 I'm not so, revealing so, his name. Yeah, first exactly. And last name, so. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, yeah. How, so, Chris Hardcastle and and I ask, how are you doing, Steve? <laughs> how are, yeah. As this segment goes, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm doing okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting through the week. This week went by extremely quick. Yes. We're recording on a Friday. Those are some old batteries, my yeah. friend. Double A. Uh, Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Yeah, What's going on? <laughs> yeah. yeah I got tickets to the, the Celtics game in uh, WWF. Uh, Russell May is going to be here. Uh, I totally forgot about that guy. Mm-hmm. Like he is not relevant on the whack pack no. anymore. Yeah, like by a long yeah, shot. How you doing? What's going yeah. on? <laughs> Double A. Because uh, you know, it was like Antonio Antonelli. It was like some Italian name or something. And like uh, fucking Italian name. Yeah, yeah some gross Ugh. fucking saggy bald Italian. Uh, <laughs> me and my brother also this weekend. Uh, my brother was dying because we did some sort of fantasy uh, oh. <laughs> fantasy talk where your child was being birthed. And, Mine? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and instead of like the umbilical cord being attached, because we were with our doctor friend, PTR. Mm, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just the baby's balls stuck in there, <laughs> and that was the skin that had to like all uh, come all the way out with the placenta yeah. and then just get. So let me, let me paint the picture here. Yeah. You and your brother and a friend were up in the Bay Area. Yeah. <laughs> Getting a little drunk and yeah. talking about my and my child's future balls yes. being bored and touching them and pulling well, them out. Yes. <laughs> One in Rome. It's huh? what, you know, <laughs> as say la vie. <laughs> as say yeah. la vie. Come to la creme. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm going to go a say la vie yes. today. Uh, um, how, anyways, uh, yeah. how was the hobo poop situation? We all hear about that in San Francisco. Was there a lot of hobo uh, shit around? I feel like that is getting worse in LA. San mm. Francisco, we were in the city, but we didn't go to any, like, kind of grimy parts and then we yeah. actually went over to oakland for a bit which is right. on the east side of the bay to hit up that uh, new modern times that i did wow. uh but yeah it was uh and that place is getting super gentrified like oakland used yeah. to be sketchy as fuck and there's still gnarly parts but yeah. for the most part it's just becoming the next just where the surfers are right Yes, the exactly. Bay Those are the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the gnarliest parts. The Bay parts. Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of leaves over there. Yeah. Good for cooking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think the only time I've been in Oakland is I mean, is Oakland the uh, like literally starts the other side of the Golden Gate Bridge, or is it the Bay no, Bridge? Right. Yeah, the Bay Bridge. Because yeah. oh, the, Sausalito's the other side of the bridge, correct? So the Golden Gate Bridge <clears throat> takes you north <clears throat> and out of San Francisco. <clears throat> so if you're going up the 101, you literally have to drive through the fucking city. Yeah. Over the Golden Gate Bridge right, just right, to get right. back on the 101. Yeah, I think. I think you're right. Because yeah, because yeah. then it cuts to the five. Right before that, but um, yeah. So anyways, uh, Bay yeah, Bridge Bay Bridge then from... goes east west. Oh, Golden that's Great right. Goes north south kind of. Got it. Got it. Um, so then I've never been to Oakland before. 
Yeah, I my stepmom's mom lived in Hayward, and they lived up there, so we mm. used to go visit. Yeah, um, which is just south of Oakland, so also yeah. used to be kind of a shithole place. But, Last name uh, was Jablomi, right? They were the Hayward exactly. Jablomis. Yeah. yeah, they were. It was a rough crowd. Yeah, but <laughs> they were cool. Uh, Dusty Tutop says, "Hey, what the fuck, Friday, oh, dude? Dusty. Cheers." Uh, but yeah, overall good. Went and saw Mr. Bungle last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dusty Tweedhope commented on my Instagram post because oh, yes. uh, he actually knew who Mike Patton was. Oh, so Mike nice. Patton is the from the famous, like most popular band he's been in is Faith No More, right? Uh, Lead singer, but, exactly. But then he's in all these other bands. So yeah. has the it weird long hair and kind of rap rock stuff. Uh, some somewhat you could argue. Yeah. Uh, he definitely didn't want to like start any of that, but then mm-hmm. a lot of those guys kind of were like, "Oh, I loved his style," and then kind of like uh, made it shitty. Yeah. But um, a la Three Eleven. So your other favorite band, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite nice. Yeah, I just want to come original all over the right. place. <laughs> uh, did you want to talk real quick about why you were up in the Bay Area, or did you want to leave? That uh, we can leave that for another okay, time. I don't fine. know. I mean. It's weird, so. <clears throat> but uh, anyway, you're going on another trip Monday through Wednesday, and yeah, well. that's why we're recording today because yeah. Monday I'll be out in Scottsdale, Arizona. Ooh. Lovely, lovely place. You go there every year for a work for a work thing, conference, conference, yeah. whatever, right? Um, How are you doing, Joe? Uh, I'm doing okay. It's been. Uh, it's been Ooh, rough. Groven Snake just re-upped his Twitch Prime. Oh, Thank you, baby. Thanks, Groven. I love you, sweetheart. Um, uh, yeah, it's been it's been a minute since we recorded, huh? Uh, if you if you say it's been a minute in your real life, unironically, just please kill yourself. Ooh, I and I could that. do a little thing in chat where I could say thanks, and it gave a heart, a little heart, chocolate butt-looking box. Oh, <laughs> a heart chocolate butt-looking box. Exactly. I mean, all heart boxes are butt-looking, I guess. Yeah, I'm lunch. Um. Yeah. Whole family's been sick. Whole office has been sick. Yeah. My bro got sick. Everyone. Yeah. He blamed me because uh, we were on a work call together. <laughs> he blamed me, and I said, "Oh, he's like, he's like, yeah, you got me sick through the phone." I said, "Yeah, ghost dad rules." You know. Um. But uh, that hot breath. Although now with what we know about Bokazi, maybe it's not less getting sick and more just like f- hypnotizing or falling asleep through the phone. Exactly. Ghost dad rules. Yeah. So you know. Um, and, to then rape just, his daughter. and then you're getting probed. <clears throat> he was very angry oh, oh. that his young, attractive daughter was going to date someone else. Which yeah, is kind Mr. of a creepy like dad Like the Mike thing. Tyson guy, right? Yes, he yes. accused him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he accused him of rape. Mm-hmm. He went to jail. Bill Cosby gets accused and basically yes. actually did rape. Yes. Doesn't really go. Serial. Is he in jail? I don't, he's just always he, in trial. He got right? acquitted, I think, for certain charges, but I think he's going back for other ones. Okay. I think he got acquitted of his criminal charges because there is oh, that now like- it's all the civil stuff. I whatever. think so. Like, I mean, obviously, everyone could go look it up, but there's, that, there's like a now infamous video from, I think, early last year, late 2018, where- mm-hmm. He's walking out of the courtroom, and all the fucking press are taking pictures. Yeah. And he literally put triumphantly puts his hand in the, in the air and goes, "Hey, hey, hey!" It's like, <laughs> "Wow, you like, are not reading the room." <laughs> made yourself even more disgusting. Yeah. Like, like literally, fuck you. Like, yeah, just yeah. Fucking insane. I'm the big fat guy. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but <laughs> that that rape comment reminded me because Neil Hamburg opened for Faith No More last uh-huh. or not Faith No Mr. Bungle. Uh-huh. And then Cattle Decapitation, which is like a vegan death metal band. So yeah. one of their covers is a cow shitting out a person. Uh-huh. But um, these are old jokes Neil Hamburg's done, so I'm not going to like steal his thunder yeah. too much and right, just right. go look them up. But like 
one of his jokes, I forget. I'll, I'll tell a couple of them mm-hmm. because they're relevant to the show. So one that rape was so it's like, why? Why? His setup's like great, so you yeah. should watch it. But he's like an old shitty lounge kind of comedian. Kind of, yeah, and he's dude. just like yeah. coughing all the time yeah. and phlegmy. It's like a it's like a what's his face like an Andy Kaufman style character. Yeah, that yeah, he yeah, does. yeah, yeah. He does a lot of stuff with Tim and Eric and, yes. and stuff on, but on cinema. Mike Patton's that. always been a fan of his, and he's opened mm. up for them like throughout like forever. Oh, that's a fun opener, like a yeah, comedy opener to a show. Yeah. yeah. But it's like I mean, it is Mr. Bungle. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> weird stuff. Yeah. Why don't rapists go to TGI Fridays? I don't know. <laughs> because you can't rape on an upset with an upset stomach. <laughs> and then he had these Aerosmith jokes about Steven Tyler, oh, and I was like, "Oh, so oh, David Wilcox." That's car what I'm fame. saying. There we go. <laughs> Cuddle so puddle fame. What do you do? If you see uh, Steven Tyler at the bottom of a well, throw down the rest of Aerosmith and walk away. Uh, <laughs> and two more, two more. Yeah. One was, when you're at a pool in Vegas mm-hmm. and you see Steven Tyler drowning, <laughs> what do you do? You go scoop out the vomit from his mouth. Uh. <laughs> I thought he was going to do the same, like, drown the rest of Aerosmith yeah. and walk away. Yeah. And then the best one was, why? why? Like, he does this whole thing. Does yeah. Steven Tyler have just watering, tearful-filled eyes when he's having sex and crying? Yeah. Because he just got maced. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Mo aren't. Pretty much most of his jokes are kind of rape themed, kind of, or, or just calling out people who yes, do creepy exa- things. Because yeah, I yeah. think even opening, like, oh, you should look up <laughs> Stephen Tyler and his history with right. statutory rape and all this stuff. And then he like ends the show singing. <laughs> he breaks character in the, in the beginning. Uh, you should really look yeah, up <laughs> before I put on this character. Because um, <laughs> at the end, he sings a song in a very creepily way, yeah. watching all the girls walk by. Right. Which is a Dean Martin song. Oh yeah. Which yeah. is insane. You should listen to the lyrics yeah. of that, or maybe even look up. A video of him singing it because mm-hmm. he slows it down. Yeah. But like towards the end, he's like, I just go and watch all the ladies walk by and like literally says, You can't go to jail for the thoughts you have. Yes, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. stuff like that. It's yep. like, oh my God. <laughs> like again, people are like, Oh, it's such a nice song, but we uh-huh. really break down like yep. what's going on. And then Dean Martin's past of like yeah. now we know like him being creepy or whatever. Well, but. yeah, and, and all the I mean, ever since the whole uh baby it's cold outside fiasco right, a few right. years ago, and people started looking at those lyrics going, Oh, oh. It's a girl that's like refusing, trying to leave, <laughs> to make out with this guy and fuck him like yeah. twenty times, and he's like, hey, "Come on, baby," yeah, 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 yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, and then she, I mean, we all know that the whole the whole point of that is that it's just confirming how frigid and uh, annoying women can be when you just want to have a good time with them. Right, you know? right, right. So, um, I was yeah. gonna say, or I was gonna say, everyone's been sick. Uh, my <laughs> one of my siblings going through a divorce right now. What happened with you? It's yeah. been a long couple of weeks. Yeah, it's uh, um, this this year sucks. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, some interesting notes though, semi related to the show. So I want to, um, as long as you finish it, I'd like to do either a Patreon or maybe a full on just side episode mm-hmm. about of like a Hellier discussion, Hellier yeah. season one. And uh, no, two I was going to say we should do at least season one. I've started season two, but at least like yeah. a, a two part. I want you, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, a, well, and at this point I couldn't remember what splits up one and two. So we probably just do the whole fucking Whatever. thing. Yeah, but yeah. 
Um, but I'm like endlessly fast, like on that on that train, and like fascinated yeah. with it. Be- I think because a lot of people that don't, and if you haven't, if you don't know what I'm talking about, hell, you're. Season one or two. It's on Amazon Prime right now. It's on you. Well, at least on, season one was on season YouTube. Season one's too. on YouTube for free, for free. I think still. Amazon, it's free if you have Prime. Yeah, Otherwise, it's included like with your Prime membership or something. Um, and it's yeah, it's fifteen episodes total. Five in the first yeah. season, ten in the second. But uh, the this this couple, this this paranormal power couple, Greg Newkirk and his wife Dana Newkirk, who's a hedge witch, which weird little synchronicity with uh, modern times hedge witch. But uh, well, yeah, again, uh, they name their things all. All, all, all sorts of <laughs> uh, like Magic the Gathering cards. Yes. They have the that time wave zero, which mm-hmm. is a whole metaphysical crazy thing. So. Exactly. Um, I had no clue they were like they were who they were. I just remember hearing those guys on my podcast <laughs> uh, on somewhere in the skies, and I was like, the premise of this sounds really fucking interesting and weird. And so then my wife and I started watching, got addicted to it. A lot of people don't like it because there's it's like. It's kind of like if you were to watch the movie, if the movie, if the movies Ghostbusters is, mm-hmm. were not so much about going and like fighting the ghost, but just watching Egon and Venkman and Dan Aykroyd do all the research on it. Right. And then like investigate the 10 clues that maybe lead up to finding one of the ghosts, hopefully, um, and, and interviewing witnesses and stuff like that. So it's, it's about like the process. Mm-hmm. Of paranormal investigation, and so, and without spoiling anything, though, it's like it's very, it's it's ongoing, basically. So, yeah. um, but it's a show. Super quick recap: you should go watch it. It's a show where Greg Newkirk started getting emails in 2012 from this guy in Hellier, Kentucky, um, that said he has these weird goblin-like creatures that mm-hmm. are very extraterrestrial, descript- described kind of seeming, yeah, um, on his property that are like fucking with him and his daughter right. ex- incessantly. And consistently over months. Incestuously. Incestuously, yeah. Um, yeah, they make her say, call them daddy and things mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, And they leave these three-toed footprints, and there's yeah. pictorial evidence and all this weird stuff. So that's where it starts. Um, <laughs> if we made an adult adaptation. <laughs> I left these three-hole footprints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the porn parody yeah. of Hellier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, oh, these <laughs> synchroslippities. Oh, God. Synchro nip slip. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so but, I went down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we there's there's a there's another there's a, a couple there's a other whole slew of new characters. Yes. To so yeah, they they team up with this guy Carl uh, Pfeiffer, I think, or Fifield or something Maybe. like that, where he is the he he's a paranormal investigator guy. He directed a series called Secrets of the Stanley, which is a Stanley Hotel, which mm-hmm. is what The Shining was based on. And he and this guy Connor Randall do paranormal investigations there. It was a super fan film of The Office, and they just were going over all of Stanley's right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. secrets and little things, and yeah, yes. what he's really writing down in his right. notebook. Yeah, yeah. Not it really, it really makes it a lot more. You really actually feel for him when he does cheat on his wife, because in the show, the regular show, yeah, that just the public is seen, you know, not the right, insiders right. like us, like. That you're just seeing, like, oh, Stanley, come on, you're cheating on your fucking wife. That's fucked up, whatever. But it's like yeah. when you see how she treated him over the years and when they yeah. met and everything, it's you really, you, it's a lot, you get a lot more nuanced opinion. Yeah, it of just Stanley. brings it out. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. But, it's a great uh, piece they did for him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when I, when he brings out that little pizza slice protector that's in his shirt, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I used to laugh at that scene, but now I just weep. So you'll have to watch The Secrets yeah. of the Stanley yeah. 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 to understand that. But right. um, <laughs> I mean, I know I'm a big pizza head I mean, or whatever. Pretzel but, day yeah. and just all that, you know. <laughs> 
Uh, but uh, <laughs> anyway, um, they they go on this very. I can't even say far-reaching, but there's a lot of like road tripping involved. They live close. They live in Ohio or Kentucky. They also live in Kentucky yeah. across the river, even though they keep saying it's Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, and they they have like a whole Facebook community, Patreon community. They run a traveling paranormal museum, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Mm-hmm. It's like a huge um, trailer van or something like that, and they'll tour with it. They're at like uh, they're at all the paranormal events like the Mothman Festival and shit like right, that. Right. And so. Slightly on the more paranormal side of things, yet there's a ton of crossover with alien shit. So, and metaphysical stuff, especially, which I mean, as if you've listened to the show for long enough, like Steve and I are just kind of getting more into that stuff because of ancient aliens, or, right. or at least it's it's tipped things off and we've gone on our own paranormal investigations right, before right. and stuff too. But, own adventures. But, uh, but yeah, this show is fascinating because it's like, it's not about, all right, we found an answer because we're the Ghost mm-hmm. Adventures crew, or let's, yeah. it's like, it's like, it's it's just all this fucking weird shit and these insane clues that keep coming up, yeah. and all and it's it's just a constant stream of holy shit. There's kind of some co- like too good to be a coincidence thing to this and to that mm-hmm. and to that and whatever. So um, and it gets to the point where oh maybe it's maybe it all seems so connected that it's not connected at all. I don't right, know. Right, but right. regardless, you should watch it. Yeah. Uh, it's really a lot interesting. of twists, a lot of turns. And uh, I tweeted out. I made a little meme. And I tweeted it out to Greg Newkirk, the stupid Winnie the Pooh, where he's smug looking in one frame right. and normal looking in the other, and uh, and Greg Newkirk was like replying and whatever and stuff yeah. too. So seems like a nice dude. Joey was yeah. rock hard that whole yeah. day. <laughs> well, more visibility yeah, exactly. for this show. You yes, know? he uh, had a zipper down. <laughs> yes, Robin Snake, you thought he was ripped. Oh yeah, no, you're uh, you're sloppy seconds, yeah, Robin okay. Snake. But uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, watch the show. Uh, Tweet at Newkirk incessantly about our yeah. show and yeah. annoy if, him. And if you heard about it from here, <laughs> yeah. because I feel like if you're in this world, you know about Hellier, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of people don't. Even us, we've heard about it, yeah. but didn't actually watch it until now. Yeah. And it's like two years it was later. All thanks to me, right? <laughs> the big boy himself, which I've worked on keeping the register yeah. higher <laughs> as I do my impression. Dusty Tweet Hope is out. Oh. I'll see you later. Oh, we got to give him our address to get those pyramids sent oh, yeah. to us. Check yes. out what's his. Uh, it's Pacific, Pacific Arc. Arc well. yeah. Pific Park Pig Pific Pell. Pell. Yeah. Pig smelling. Yes. Pacific Arc TIG welding yeah. is Dusty Tweet Hope's TIG welding channel where he does artistic welding of all types. And he made the the pyramid plateau yeah. at Giza. He made the three pyramids there. Um, and I asked if we could buy them off him, and he said, "I'm just gonna fucking send them to you." There you go. Uh, and he gave us a shout out on, on that on that channel and tagged us. So thank you very much, Busty Dusty over yes. there. Um, and if you want his adult content, it's oh. <laughs> Ar- Arctic Frig Welding, <laughs> where you can frig off yes. in the bitter cold. And we are gonna meet him at Adult Con, the Adult yeah. Con tent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Since Adult Con has, uh, I think, uh, well, Faded there's a, there's some con talk too. We should do real quick yeah. as well, but. Uh, so we're going to contact the desert, but you pointed out um, something interesting about, or was it my wife at first? Oh, sorry, the history, history con. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she tagged, tagged us. us my and wife then tagged I went us. And looked and yeah. So we've been throwing around. We've been talking about history con, which is the History Channel, who also puts on Alien Con, right? But they're now putting on History Con. So in case you're a fan of. Not only ancient aliens, but Pawn Stars oh, and American yeah. Pickers and Counting Cars, right. Swamp the people. Cosby Show, yeah, um, but TGI uh, Friday, the Cosby Rape Tapes, <laughs> uh, Stephen Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're doing they're doing Alien or a uh, History Con in Pasadena in the end of April, and we were like, eh, like because it's it's basically you have to buy a whole pass, and if you only want to see 
a couple of those people, yeah. then it's a little over, like a lot overpriced. And yeah. then, but they hadn't converted a schedule yet. But right. then my wife tagged us in the schedule, and you looked into it. And yeah. it's so it's two hundred and fifty dollars for the weekend, or it's like eighty dollars one day and seventy yeah. some dollars another day if because yeah. it's three days. Yeah. Um, there's one ancient alien panel. At 4.40 on Saturday. Right. With Giorgio. Giorgio and I think uh, Travis Taylor yeah. and Nick Pope are there and yeah. Childress. Yeah. They're the only, they're the four horsemen, as yeah. I said. And uh, and the apocalypse is only coming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the world ends because we yeah. all just can't stop coming yeah. and we can't get any work done. <laughs> yeah. That's the next great flood. Right. Um, and then <laughs> there's one panel on Sunday and that's it. Right. So if you're just there for Giorgio. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Uh, there's like uh, autograph sessions and right. picture sessions and <laughs> sit down I love sessions. Your picture, Giorgio. Uh, but like all that crap. Yeah. And it's like literally two panels. Right. Literally two fucking it's, panels. It's more of the extras that we didn't care about as much yeah. and none of the meat of the content. Right. Right. And so content. Uh, but. Yeah, that's a huge ripoff, and a lot of people in that comment thread on Facebook, when George, because Giorgio promoted that post, like oh, the right. schedule's live and we're gonna beat it, and uh, and they were like, wait, is this replacing Alien Con, Giorgio? Is there still gonna be an Alien Con? Are you mm. gonna be there? Mm. Like, so it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out, yeah, and if they'll, because I think by this time last year they were heavily promoting Alien Con already. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and they, well, I think they did three Alien yes. Cons last year. Yeah, Baltimore. Texas, LA and Texas, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And then the year before they did two or three. So mm-hmm. I think the people at History Channel are like, oh, we got to like fuck this alien stuff where you bring all these other weirdos who aren't even part of the show right. and do a whole convention for them. Right. Let's just do a convention around our purely our properties and exactly. the people we control or, you know, work with or whatever. Yeah. And which is that's just the dumb fucking business person. I can yeah. just see that arrogant executive. Hey, History and, Channel, we uh, have we have a brand now, yeah. okay? And people want that brand. It's like yeah. no, people don't watch all of History Channel. They watch one or Certain two of the shows, shows and yeah. that's it. Yeah. And you're kind of either on the paranormal tract and with yeah. ancient aliens and Bigfoot shit, or you're on the weird Americana shit, yeah. like the Pawn Stars and American yeah. Pickers and car stuff. Counting and, cars. Yeah. <laughs> car stuff. Cars. <laughs> that counting car guy. <laughs> He's like a true character, too. I mean, mm. Sterling always, uh, my buddy yeah. who runs a shop, Furling. always acts like, he kind of looks like him and like acts like him. Oh. But that dickhead always wears like this big like forehead bandana yeah, and yeah. always real cool. Like real, real nice, low to his eyebrows. Trying to be kind yeah. of Jersey sounding, but he lives in Vegas, so who knows? Yeah. And just real straight talker. Yeah. Uh, not a gay talker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna count these cars. Yum. Oh my god. <laughs> you want to double down? Um, yeah. So, anyways, history con. Yeah. Two thumbs down. Not yep. even gonna. Not gonna go. Give it a. Uh, and 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 also, it'll be interested to see if how late they a if they cancel Aincon, which I can't imagine they would because that still seemed like a money maker. Although last year it was like. They seem to be struggling with how to size and scale that thing. Yeah, but, they made it too big yes. at LA. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, I'm curious if they cancel it or they are they are just trying this as a test. Maybe they made so much money they're like, let's see if people yeah. like the History Con, the History Channel brand as opposed right. to just ancient and aliens. hold off on promoting anything exactly. until History Con happens, then right. move forward. Yeah, it makes me wonder if like if Alien Con won't be till like later in the summer to give it a few months breathing room Something. from that or I don't know, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, we are like we've said before. We already have our tickets to uh, Contact in the Desert in our hotel rooms, thanks to our yeah. pa- Patreon subscribers. 
Uh, so thanks to our so our top fans on Patreon there, uh, where for five dollars a month or more you can get two exclusive podcasts from yes. us, all in the <laughs> both of us doing impressions of Ryan Sprague the entire time. <laughs> well, Bandy, if you came along, yeah. you could have dabbled yeah. in this. We've gone back and recorded all the previous <laughs> Patreon campaign episodes <laughs> in Ryan Sprague's voice, <laughs> word for word. You want to blow your brain? <laughs> you imagine? Oh God. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, we we just released um, last week. We did, we didn't uh, Twitch stream or record a new episode because uh, Steve was out of town with an impromptu issue. Yes. But um, he had a, he had to go to the tissue factory, the Kleenex yes, factory. Yes. Um, but uh, but yeah, we we released a uh, a Patreon peek of David David Wilcox, the Cosmic Secret. So that's his newest movie about. Again, just like above majestic, like the conspiracy of everything, basically. But it was it focused mostly about the secret space program and his right. buddy Corey Good and the yeah. Anunnaki. Who's and all gonna that be shit. at contact in the desert, right? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure because okay. Wilcock hasn't confirmed either. I can't imagine they one some, would go without or it's the Emory other. Emory Smith. Emory Smith. That's who's yes. gonna be there. Who was yeah. the talk of the town last yeah. year? And uh, but like, but literally, I've only heard feedback in the year following that he's just full of shit because mm-hmm. he literally claims that he has treated and healed over 200 humans and or extraterrestrials for various types of like space cancer mm. and like imp- and like. That aliens gave him the cure for this stuff, and he's tested it before. Right, and he just looked. Oh God, I can't. He's such a fucking liver lips, fucking moron looking right, right. former football playing dickhead. Like I can't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Georgina. Yeah, but uh, um, that's how we're doing. But, that's uh, how we're doing. Uh, we do have. What were you gonna say? Well, I was gonna say, do you want to do the the shout outs, or you want to do the the uh, five stars first? We'll I'll do just, yeah. shout outs for what? I was just gonna say. So, well, let's just do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Obviously, we don't put a lot of effort into Instagram or Facebook or oh, Twitch, yeah, yeah. or not Twitch, but Twitter. Yeah. Uh, even though we're both professional digital marketers who yes. have managed very <laughs> large social media accounts, <laughs> we, once we get home, we just don't really want to deal with yep. it. But um, <laughs> so, if we shared or tagged a bunch of shows in a post, it wouldn't really do much. Yeah. So, we're just going to verbalize a few of our our, our people who've given us shoutouts, people yeah. who've recommended us, people we listen to yeah. real quick. So one is that me. <laughs> recent, well, recently the uh, Not For Everyone podcast, yes, uh, which those guys gave us a shout out, and I've been listening to their show. Mm-hmm. It's uh, If you like our show, you probably yeah. would be into theirs, because it's like yeah. two Same dudes. Same kind of humor. Yeah. Like, they actually go back and bleep stuff, but I think that's mm. to be funny. Like, it's yeah, not yeah. like they obviously don't really care. <laughs> right. Um, and then they just, like, bullshit the first half, and then they talk about what so far I've listen to it seems like just weird almost like the same level movies of mystery science theater 3000 like very obscure like 80s b movie horror action movies so not like how did this get made where it's like big blockbuster bullshit it's like other ones yeah um so funny show there they gave a shout out shout out back yeah and then uh i think the hysteria 51 guys obviously we've talked about them on the show anyway Because we've had uh, one or two reviews say, heard about you from the from Hysteria those. 51 guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I even narcissistically looked back over the summer <laughs> after AlienCon in order after we got that yeah, thing, yeah. and I didn't hear them shout yeah. out. So maybe it was on Twitter or something, too. Right, but, right. But again, that's um, a fun show we both listen to yeah, now. Yeah, uh, yeah. I probably listened to like, I don't know, 20 or 30 episodes at this point here yeah. and there. But uh, yeah. uh, I love Seabot yeah. and Kevin. Cuntbot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cheese muffins. Cheese muffins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming. Yeah. <laughs> But only to thoughts. 
is Seba. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, what I appreciate about their show is that they run a very tight ship, and it's and yeah. you can tell that they produce it, but it's not overly polished and produced. Yeah. Like they have they have kind of rough, like like not rough. They have basic segments, but it's a very it's a very snappy show, which yeah. is a, which is hard to do. Yeah. Um, especially when there's a little bit of improv and stuff involved too. Right. So. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, like, we still don't know how, we, we theorize how that it's kind of Fred Norris style from the Howard Stern show where there's, right. like, how the producer who is Seabot and, and you never see his face. Yeah. Or here, is, well, you don't see anyone. Right. He yeah. must have those responses pre-text to type or type to type. To A certain amount. Text to voice, right? Uh, so that when... Uh, one of the two is what is it? Fucking God, I can't remember that. Brad and whatever I'm I can't remember, but yeah. Um, but whenever they tee something up, he has like an immediate answer, right? Right. Because you can tell it's not edited. You can tell they're right, not like snipping together a delay and, of yeah. three seconds because they're responding or to it too. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, they yeah. do a good job of. Uh, we yeah. we saw them at, at our first panel. Uh, right. Again, we saw them and Ryan Sprague and a couple other guys yeah. all in that one panel, photos. one glorious yeah. panel. Yeah. Uh, that and we didn't know what we had in front of exactly. And <laughs> Kay Caranda, who's time. been on both of their shows as a guest, yeah, who's yeah. a uh, an experiencer journalist or whatever, yeah. um, Dong Stare, yes, who we thought she was one of their girlfriends or something because she yeah. seemed like such a very high super energy fan. super fan yeah. or something. But she had literally either just been on their shows recently or because I think those episodes with her on were like a week, the mm-hmm. same week or the week before Alien Con. Oh, okay, <clears throat> so yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, that one time I was abducted by aliens. We talked to oh, them yeah. sometimes again, a good show of just, they just go into a bunch of random topics. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they mispronounce people's names Yes, and that's kind of funny. <laughs> Henrich Himmerler. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they seem like nice people yeah. and they're always at the same things. Yeah. And then never talk to Joe, them. But... <laughs> yeah, never talk to them or engage with them. Right. Cause we were like, Oh, I think that's, that's them awkward. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. and then uh, I'll just order four sides of peanut butter right next to Von Daniken for my bagel. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> While he has his watch outside so we can all see what time it is. A nice gesture. Yeah. And his dinosauric <laughs> pieces of asparagus, like his prehistoric <laughs> vegetables that he was eating which were meant for the juicer <laughs> <laughs> and then he got all pissed off at the hot tea and then like okay yeah i'll take this one uh and then joey's new newfound favorite right spring somewhere in skies but <laughs> uh who followed yeah. us followed us on twitter he first, did or they followed yes. him back or whatever um yeah we uh we again started off with our if you go back and listen to our alien con <laughs> 2019 uh, recap, yeah. then we make a lot of off-color <laughs> jokes about <laughs> fucking the short little man that was on yeah. stage, and I think we confused <laughs> his name back then I with one of the other guys, <laughs> but, but, uh, but you know, it's all a compliment. Yeah, He's a exactly. very handsome young man, so. We could all be so lucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was on a fucking CW special. Yeah. Uh, did I tell you that, like, uh, I figured out the whole deal with that CW's uh, not mysteries and scandals. That was that stupid E show with AJ Benza. <laughs> he come out of the oh, yeah, AJ. next time. Money and mysteries and scandals. Who got in a fight with Artie <laughs> yes. or some? He got or, in a fight with no. Somebody. He no, was no, in no. the Artie chair before right. Artie was there. But he got in a fight with it's like Doctor Seuss book. Uh, uh, with stuttering John. With stuttering John. Okay, because yeah. he punched him. Right, and right, then right. immediately fired him or whatever. Right, but, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> AJ Benza. <laughs> I never heard that name. Uh, but. Um, Anyway, that CW show, Mysteries Decoded, I think it's what it's called. Mm-hmm. And Sprague is not on... The same gal is on there who was like a former... She's like a military veteran and a, a private investigator and an actress. Mm-hmm. She's the actual host, and she teams up with a different partner 
each time. So the original special was mm-hmm. with Ryan Sprague because it was about Roswell. Mm-hmm. Then they turned it into like a 10-episode series where each episode she has a different partner. So Sprague was just right. on that one. As a couple of his guests were on other episodes and yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, but yeah, Somewhere in the Skies is like a really... Like sometimes it's a narrative. It's a narrative of a nonfiction, you know, quote unquote story, yeah. of, you know, uh, news story uh, that dives deeper into it. Or he just has an interview. Sh- it's like he always yeah, yeah. has a guest, pretty right, much. Right, so, right. Um, and he gets some interesting guests I in the love series. So pumpkin beer. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a big, big. I'm a pig, big <laughs> pumpkin beer. <fan. laughs> yes, I love beer made only by hillbillies and white trash pumpkin beer (laughs) (laughs) and give me that sugar slop because i'm a little pig (laughs) uh crossover with hellier because again that's where i saw that's where i first heard um the hellier guys and it was connor j randall and then it was greg newkirk as the guest on somewhere in the skies right and ryan was like just as obsessed with it as now i am too but uh but anyway because season two had just kicked off Mm -hmm. but uh, in december i think but Anyway, that's a it's a solid show. Again, all of these shows, I'm assuming like our show, yeah. It de- depending on the title and the subject matter, I'll be like, I'll usually give it a chance, and then sometimes ten minutes in if it's not interesting. But yeah. all the quality is very good. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah not yeah, like yeah. our show, but the right. quality is always good on those shows anyway. <laughs> right, right, so. right. But yeah, great job. Yeah. Um. Any other ones? Uh, Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like an obscure podcast, Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's podcasts we all listen to, I guess. But yeah, yeah. Um, I was thinking of more than ones who actually related could use a, little, yeah. a bump and related to us exactly, and you know, yeah. cross pollinate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's the bulk. Yeah, so. um, we could still do that on uh, on the on the fucking. No, we can't. I was just figuring as well. Yeah. Couldn't hurt. Um, yeah. Before we get into the show, we're gonna do a little segment we call. Reaching for the Stars, where we ask you, the little probers and probats out there, to uh, give us a five-star review, preferably on Apple Podcasts, because that's where we need the help, But uh, which a lot of you guys have been great. But uh, on any podcast service that has star ratings, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and we'll give you a shout-out. Uh, we'll read your, your review uh, that you write in the comments if you're a five-star rating and give you a shout-out on the air, just like these three fine folks. So uh, C3 Mendez via Apple Podcasts Canada. Titles, their review, love these guys, five stars. These guys are great, funny, critical, and just the right amount of crude. I started watching Ancient Aliens because the narrator's voice put me right to sleep when suffering from insomnia. Ooh, a little clotworthy dig there. Uh, <laughs> even though the content, for the most part, is ridiculous. Writing a review for two reasons. One, to support these guys. And two, to get a shout-out on the show. <laughs> that Patreon stuff is too rich for my blood, though. Sorry, dude. <laughs> hey, what about the free Twitch, baby? Right, I exactly. know you got Amazon Prime. <laughs> uh, thank you, C3 Mendez. Um, uh, the next one is from... Galactic Daddio, who I think is also a recent patron. I couldn't remember if we read that one or not. Yeah. No, yeah. I think also a recent patron, but at the $5 mark, where you have to be a $25 a month mark to be called a Galactic Daddy. So, But that's why Daddio. We'll let it just slide cooler. in, yeah. but yeah, it's fine. But uh, Galactic yeah. Daddio <laughs> says, titles their review, fully erect, five stars. These guys pop my podcast, Cherry, which is also crazy. Like, that's cool. If they're if they had not listened to podcasts before right. and then got into this one, that's and really somehow, interesting. Somehow, like, how the fuck did you find it? Or like, yeah, and if it's like know. your first podcast, I mean, which I can understand because when I first, I'm trying to think what the first podcast I listened to was. Oh, it was like Podcast Beyond on IGN, like about PlayStation mm-hmm. and stuff. I was like, holy shit, this is really, this is so cool well, that yeah. I can just like fast forward and rewind. And I mean, it had Sirius yeah, Satellite yeah, at the yeah, time yeah. and whatever, but it, that was very DVR like and whatever. But yeah. 
Um, but anyway, and loving talk radio our whole lives. Yeah, you just yeah, get that yeah. more intimate feel. But uh, these guys popped my, popped my podcast cherry. I fell in love with the impressions, humor, and banter from the beginning, uh, enough so that I had to go ahead and unlock the additional content on Patreon. In addition to the steady stream of boner jokes and like-minded crude, hu- crude humor, I very much appreciate the critical breakdown of the show's topics and personalities. Keep up the good work, fellas. Sending love from the Midwest. John from Wisconsin. So Galactic Daddio is John from Wisconsin, as yeah. you're supposed to pronounce it, not Wisconsin. Oh, my old Wisconsin. Yes. <laughs> uh, thanks very much, John Galactic Daddio. The last one is titled Whirly Birds, uh, five stars, and this is from Sir Dubbingsley. Oh, there we go. Um, he says, Bye. Whatever happened to Childress's helicopter pilot and the time he was hiding in boxes? I mean, I think Sir Dubbingsley might be my a pseudonym for my wife. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, uh, a lot I of see people. Be in here. But. A lot of people loved. Our uh, very impromptu uh, children's yeah. with his helicopter <laughs> yeah. pilot Dave or like, whatever. We at the almost time. need to go back and listen to that <laughs> yes, episode because yes. I don't even know who was doing what yes. part and what we even talked about. I think it might have been one of the um, mysterious structures because it was at Garnack and right, he was right. like on location uh, in the field yeah. at Karnak, and then we went in this whole fucking thing, right. kind of inspired by Mama Luka Boo Boo Dave right. from <laughs> Howard Stern. <laughs> Uh, but like ever since then, multiple people now, multiple people recently have said, what happened to the hell helicopter? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's Dave screaming out from yeah. the void. Cause I think he got chopped up or killed. <laughs> um, but uh, similar to the old character Scott Shale on oh, uh, yeah. on Beer There Drunk That. Um, um, uh, oh, I thought you were going to go, hello, Joey. <laughs> um, but, this is a crossover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, whatever happened to the children's helicopter pilot and the time he was hiding in boxes, which I also don't remember. Uh, these guys have so much ASSIC, like a sick content, maybe just sick content. Maybe. A6 content. At, or maybe ass <laughs> Sick. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Uh, content. They forget the marvelous nuggets they created weeks previously. And if David Hatcher Childers himself can visit the Great Lakes, then so can you, asshat. There's always <laughs> room for Blowy and the Beave, which is another bit I kind of remember doing. <laughs> it was like Joey and the Beave and Blowy Maybe. or something like yeah, that. Yeah. But yeah, so. Um, is he the one who was always trying to get me to go like spend some time in the water with him out yes, <laughs> in on Michigan? The lake. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Sir Dubbingsley. Another Patreon supporter. Uh, appreciate the shout outs the the five star reviews but yeah giving us five star reviews uh, helps more people find the show there we go Uh, we've been charting again in the last couple months I'm not sure what happened there was about four months of no chatting no chatting and uh, but uh, yeah we're back up pretty high in Canada we pop into the US charts every now and then and then a whole lot of Finland. Yeah. Uh, Finland. <laughs> Got we a are, whole lot of Finland going We're on. in the top 100 po- comedy podcasts in Finland because, constantly. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I think we re- we've reached the top 10 there. I might be point. going back to Europe soon. <laughs> yeah. so. uh, a lot of sharks and dolphins there, I hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway. Old meat. Um, yeah. If uh, I think this is a good chance we'll start the episode now. Yeah. <laughs> but I got to take a piss. Yeah. Oh, um, so perfect break time. Yeah, a little break. We'll be break. back. I'm going to try and run out. Wow. It's like a revival music in an old Nintendo game yeah, or something. Yeah, golden axe for <laughs> yeah. you. <laughs> um, yeah, this uh, episode, we're balls deep in season 11 at this point. This is mid-2016. This is coming out. So um, this episode is a copy and paste of yeah. a couple episodes, even from, I think, season 10. Like, not like less than 10 episodes before they were talking about 
Tesla and Einstein and geniuses that downloaded information from aliens mm-hmm. or meditation or whatever. Right. Uh, all the Steve job, literally every Steve's job. <laughs> Steve's job here. <laughs> every Steve. Finish me off. Every Steve's Steve job. <laughs> fuck. Steve, Steve Jobs. Jobs. Ah, ah, ah. Content, imagery, <laughs> video, whatever. Uh, except for the fact that like his old friend was on this on this episode. Right, right. Um, literally just to introduce the shit they'd already talked about with Steve Jobs before. Mm-hmm. Um, all that's from old episodes. All the Wilcock uh, talking head moments are old Wilcock, or you know, or young Wilcock, I should say. Yeah. They're from previous seasons. Four and a half, Fred, maybe. Yeah, uh, Childress and Sooks are on, but it like it started to almost make me sad that Childress is literally on this episode. I think six or seven times, mm-hmm. and he literally only keeps saying. One if these were extraterrestrials yeah. downloading this information to them so we could be bet and it's like let him say something else or right. don't have him on. Exactly. But it was it was in general a pretty ancient astronaut theorist free episode. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there wasn't there was Wilcock on there who talked a lot about the mathematician Indian guy who they've talked about before. Yeah. Although they, that I mean that guy was big in like season one and two, the mm-hmm. the uh Ramana John or whatever his name was. But um, but yeah, I mean, this episode was really just a lot about mathematicians, right? And they right. literally had multiple mathematicians from various universities to comment on right. other mathematicians. So yeah. I guess that's cool, but it's just like not relevant to aliens. Yeah, like math is the universal language they say. So right. at some point, we would have had to discover it. It wasn't like it was like you know, oh, oh, only aliens could teach you this right. language. Like no, we just figured stuff yeah. out. Or they're like. Uh, Oh, the you know the only way that Alan Turing and this other guy would have met is because aliens set it up so they could build the computer on time. Yeah. And it's like on time for what? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> to make sure the timeline uh, is like what is this the Umbrella Academy or something? Yeah, they gotta right. make sure the timeline's correct. Make sure the gay bar's not closing too early. And we get fucking shut out. Right. <laughs> As I just choked, I looked down and saw your brand new tech sandals. That <laughs> fucking feet. Super disgusting sandals that I will be wearing this summer. And they're only gonna get gross. <laughs> well, I had to join Galen in, in her. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Lifestyle of That's she's true. chunder feet. Yeah, and you know, just yeah. make it come to life. If we could ever customize though. We could well, do, make that's how you do oh tech God. sandals. Yeah. <laughs> like that, the outsole is just. Yes. <laughs> that's how you do <laughs> that's it. How you do it uh, with a little slut on there. Yeah, but um, <laughs> they said a little slut on there like <laughs> with that little slut on there with those cheesy feet. Yeah, she sled knows butt. what she's doing. Ooh, fresh sled butt. You got um, sled butt coming up. Oh yeah. Going to uh, was that two weeks? Yeah, the twenty. I think the twentieth or twenty first. Mm-hmm. Thursday, the twenty something, and then we're coming back five or six days, five days later. Oh wow! So, yeah, uh, so we'll pre-record for that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got we a have... lot of recording. We got a wedge in exactly. a short month. The next couple weeks. Um, at least it's leap year though. Yeah, we get that year. extra day, so, baby. The 29th. Um, but uh, yeah, this episode starts off at NASA Mission Control and the moon landing. But this time they're at least. Talking about how in 1969, the IBM 360 model computer uh, is is really what made the moon landing possible, and it mm. had eight megabytes oh, well. of memory. So You're talking nuts, um, which is which is crazy. I mean, this this whole first uh, segment is all about look how far technology's come in the last few decades right. alone. It must have been aliens. So. Um, they uh, they then compare it. They, there's a lot of kids typing on iPhones and texting. Mm-hmm. There's a whole montage of them. They got a lot of old people going. I mean, 
look at the computers the kids get that teenagers have on their phone every day and it's yeah. like I, I, I know they're not saying only teenagers have it because I'm sure they have it too. I think they're just yeah. saying like, oh, it's technology's a young person's game. Right, right. And these kids that don't give a fuck about it, they have things that are um, literally a million times more powerful than that computer right. that did that accomplished the moon landing. Right, right? all the things. Yeah. Um, so they're just talking about exponential tech growth, which we've talked about a lot on the show. It is an important subject because when you're thinking about, and, and they're making this point in the episode too, thinking about how far or how how exponentially technology advances once it hits a certain point. Mm-hmm. But then they're, they're they're using that point a lot where it's like, think of how advanced aliens must be. And it's like, yeah. but then you're making the point that we couldn't have advanced that exponentially without aliens interacting right, with right, us right. too, which is ridiculous. So yeah. um, again, like there's, I'm sure there's a term for it, but it's like, as soon as you hit, as soon as you bust through a plateau or I yeah. guess it's just plateau, as soon as you bust through that plateau, you stop having very slow or no growth and you shoot up. Well, and you shoot up again. There's a classic book out there, Joe, that mm-hmm. many businessmen use, and mm-hmm. it's called The Tipping Point. Mm-hmm. But it's that where it's like once you hit this certain point, it just yeah. snowballs and kind of does its own thing. And, exactly. And you don't really – it just goes big. Yeah. And so um, they they show lots of robots. They show people in Google Glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have exosuit guys picking yeah. things up. Google Glass is always interesting because don't even – be a glass hole <laughs> is a classic line from back then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is 2016, and even footage of people like I've never seen any footage or imagery of people in Google Glass that don't look like they're from a 1980s social studies book. Somehow, right. like somehow they On picked the future. Yeah, they they somehow picked people that have hair and just kind of a genetic look mm-hmm. of people that only existed in those books. Like right. <laughs> when you're in public yeah, school, a plain, like a, like not hot people, but yeah. like attractive enough, like <laughs> right. not. Like they're all fucked up or anything. Right. They have enough proportions. Yes, kind of like Nazi normal, master race yeah. people, but just, normal you know, hot. You know. Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, basic person. I would say normal, attractive, and none of them ever hot. Right. None of them. You're like, oh my god, that chick's yeah. hot. You're just like, oh, that's like an attractive mother, you know. And so <laughs> with a parted to the side blonde, Hello, long mother. hair, yeah. you know. And, and uh, Hello, Moto. So I, <laughs> I still say that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know how they did that. But it also is because Google Glass looks like an '80s future piece of tech right, from right, a right. movie. Yeah. Um, it looks just shitty. Tiny <laughs> and, little glassing like, over your yes. like shitty glasses. Yes, yeah. a tech mo- monocle. Right. right. Um, but uh, ancient astronaut theorists, of course, say that aliens are the only thing that could have caused these jumps right. in tech evolution. That's how you. It's sign language for jump. Hey. Ooh. Yeah. Um, a, a double. Only the wax twitch off. gets that taste. Yeah. Double wax off. Uh, <laughs> you want some of this double, double wax off content? <laughs> Go to twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens. I was uh, watching this episode, and some of these notes are going to be a surprise to me. I wrote, now we get to Steve, and then I put parentheses blow jobs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we go to the uh, uh, the 2007 Macworld conference again because mm-hmm. they just showed this footage last season or the season before where the iPhone is introduced. Yeah. Um, and uh, so they ask, where did he get these fucking ideas? They get they go into a little history of Steve Jobs, and they bring on Daniel Kotke, who uh, they the crawl on the screen labels him as employ, Apple employee number 12. <laughs> Um, but uh, registered sex offender <laughs> number one. <laughs> um, but uh, I wrote the book. Um, but he's one of the OG guys that was kind of in the Steve Jobs Wozniak friends circle back in the day, mm-hmm. and um, he's the one that that claims that he introduced Steve Jobs to all of the new age stuff that he eventually got into. So lots right. of Hindu kind of because it was it was 
right in the late 60s, the height of like the whole spiritual hippie Hare Krishna movement, yeah, yeah. Uh, moving beyond Western religions to, oh, let's look at these other religions and see what they might have to offer as Westerners themselves. Right. So um, the uh, the book Cosmic Consciousness is a fairly famous book, and Kotke says that was Steve Jobs' favorite book. And that really is all about, excuse me, um, uh, how geniuses might have had higher higher beings delivering that information but through meditation or mm-hmm. accessing the astral plane or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So basically this episode is a ripoff of that book. Yeah. So yeah. Um, he went on this spiritual journey and meets this guy in India called Hedekan Baba G, who claims that he was born born of not a mother and father, uh, and that he is the not a mommy daddy. Yes. He's the vessel of the Mahabhatar, mm-hmm. which sounds like the Mahabharata which makes sense because it's all right. about the immortal beings or whatever. But Mahabhatar means you're like an immortal, you're like the butter. great immortal being. Yeah, right? the best butter. Basically, I can't believe it's not Batara. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the uh, he claims that uh, he's kind of like the Hindu Jesus, basically. Mm-hmm. That's, that's supposed to come to the world, to come on the world, Fuck some shit and up. coat it with sweet, yeah. sweet positivity and life Demi energy. glaze and yeah. just <laughs> beautiful non-bread and uh, <laughs> I was going to say ghee, but I don't think ghee right. is. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so I've been using that ghee, oh, my yeah. culture butter on my chicken. Um, but that I'm just imagining you wrapping your chickens in little karate geese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you've been training yeah. for this. Oh, <laughs> yellow belt, baby. Um, but uh, anyway... Um, they have this fucking dickhead on from UC Berkeley. He's a religious studies professor. Mm-hmm. He's been on a few times before, but his name is Lane Little. He has the extremely tight, wet, uh, oh, handlebar yeah. mustache, right, yeah. Harry Potter glasses, a haircut like mine, but but as if it was shrunk only on the top, but straight third of his head, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but not as gay. Yeah. Um. And uh, and like a fucking vest, and he looks no, like a steampunk. He just looked like an asshole. He looks like a banker in a steampunk world. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like I fucking hate this guy. Right. Uh, and oh, he Potter. and he's on. He's a religious studies professor. He's like he's like you have to understand. And he even has a fucking pedophile right. voice. Like yeah. that these people Ooh. believe that the Mahabharata would yeah. bring them all the knowledge that it would need to for humanity to advance itself yeah. and whatever. And so we get our first children's chime in here, and he says, uh, and you have to wonder. Is it possible that Stephen Jobs and he says Stephen Tim and Eric Styles yeah. Stephen Jobs yeah. I cracked Steph up Steph Jobs yeah uh, Stephen Jobs was being influenced telepathically by an extraterrestrial influence named Bamba G. Um, and and uh, Dragon Wolf even says uh, they made it seem like if you study Buddhism, uh-huh. you will just be contacted by aliens and made really smart like Jobs. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Stevens Jobs. Yes. Um, upon his return to America, Stevens Jobs and Mr. Wozniak developed the microcomputer. Now, I didn't <laughs> the look micro up. Micropenis. Yeah. <laughs> they both developed micropenises due to a, a, a Freak bacterial radiation. infection. Yeah, <laughs> yeah from uh, a temple in India. No, uh, they they don't say, they say, they make it sound like, oh, as soon as he came back, he had this idea. I'm like, I didn't look it up. I probably should have, but I was very tired last night when yeah. I was watching this. But, I bet you anything there was like a few years in between him coming back. I mean, maybe oh, he sure. started dedicating yeah. himself like to doing that, on. but yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, because they all went to India and then started playing like that dumb sitar. And then, <laughs> oh, you're true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're now true. We're, now we're inspired to make this dumb album and we're stupid and dumb. <laughs> 
We just got to put on these fucking <laughs> dumb British accents all yeah. the time. Yeah. Uh, we're just some guys from Chicago. Grow my dumb hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he develops the microcomputer, the Apple One app slash Apple Two. And uh, it's not slash. They just they kind of mention right. the Apple and the Apple Two in the same yeah. sentence. But there was an Apple One, I believe. This is the Apple. Um, but he continued to go to his Zen meditation center in the Cali Mountains, California Mountains, mm-hmm. uh, throughout his whole life. He claims that it was there that he got the iPhone idea in a meditation session, which that's like, okay, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. Um, but why, why, why does it have to be aliens, right? Like, right. again, as we start talking about metaphysical stuff and New Age stuff and DMT and everything, mm-hmm. are they aliens or are they what we would think of as ghosts or are they interdimensional beings right. that... You know, are they just Us. humans that exist? Yeah. You know, uh, in the future, and time has become spherical—a round circle, we should say, yes. not a flat circle. What's a hole in a three-dimensional space? <laughs> I thought you were doing a weird Matthew McConaughey impression. <laughs> Hi, man. Yeah, I love that part in True Detective where he says, "When you put a hole in three-dimensional <laughs> space." No. Can I have a beer? <laughs> Do you know? Um, do you know why Matthew McConaughey and those? I think I've told you this. <laughs> Did I say this on the show? I don't even? know. <laughs> in those Lincoln commercials, mm-hmm. can't go left. Why? Because he can go only go all right, all <laughs> right, all right. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, the next segment is uh, uh, cuts to December 2012, Emory University, Atlanta. Some Asian math geek uh, and some other dude. They kind of achieved this like. Um, kind of super string theory mastery where they can start predicting like the behavior of black holes and things like that because they finally figured out some of the equations of Srinivasa Ramanujan, who was a a math whiz in India almost 100 years before they figured these equations Mm -hmm. out. So he was writing this shit down forever ago and lots of um, theoretical physicists and mathematicians have been like trying to figure out, like do proofs of his equations ever since basically so that is pretty crazy uh wilcock is a big ramanujan guy he's on here a lot um also kind of just like edgar casey kind of looks like a white version of this guy too and i'm like (laughs) is is there no end to your narcissism where you only think that because genetically you might look similar to a skull shape right then you got to be into this person yeah they're they're inside of you right like people that buy dogs that look just like them yeah um but uh but yeah uh ramanujan is Credited with coming up with um, modular functions, uh, integral calculus. But modular functions, Wilcox says, is what allows all the crazy quantum mechanical equations to exist and to be yeah. to have a framework to, to work out. So, uh, you know, just just dumbbell curls and kettlebell swings yeah. all because of those modular functions. Yeah, you just, you know, you don't want your back to get thrown yeah. out. Okay, it's just very quick, violent <laughs> actions that could just, you know, turn on you. Yep. Um but uh, speaking of violent actions, I, I said that to a random lady <laughs> right before I ripped a huge fart uh, while we were playing disc golf one yep. day. The only reason I'm saying that is because, A, my wife now loves the term violent action, but, oh. but uh, I also ordered some new, brand new driving discs uh, that I'm going to play with tomorrow. To domina- or a Dominator, uh, Innova brand, of course. Yes. Um, a Dominator to... Destroyers Uh-oh. and a boss. Oh, boss, boss, boss. Because now that I fixed my grip, I, I think I, I lost g- my groove. Still, I think you did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that my actual disc, the groove. Yes, exactly. I can't remember what I did with that thing. <laughs> um, there's, there's a lot of mess around here. <laughs> uh, probably a lot of gems uh, yeah. someday if you ever move. But, exactly. Uh, 
Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I got, I've been getting a lot about out of that Wraith that I would throw and have trouble with, Oh yeah. but then I fixed my grip and I could get a lot out of it. And I was like, Oh, let's just go the faster version right. of this. So I got a couple of them. So anyway, um, bu- 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 oh, um, oh th- yeah. And, and the, some of the most useful, um, kind of life hack ways that they, people have used Ramada John's math is like. Yeah. Um, space travel, yeah. like understanding, like the speed you have to get to to match the Earth's orbit at any height. Right. Um, the drag on plane wings and yeah. things like, that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, how much makeup can be on them before yeah, exactly. they start melting and burning up. The wigs up. and such. That right. Polyester. <laughs> right. Um, and you got to worry a lot about local, especially if it's international travel. You got to worry about local laws there, mm-hmm. aesthetics laws and things like you can't have the wrong color makeup on yeah. your planes, oh. the right fake eyelashes on there, or you might offend somebody. She she no no. Yes, <laughs> the universal language. <laughs> she she no no. <laughs> Women sh- don't do this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> do not. Uh, <laughs> um, he was considered a miracle child because he was naturally gifted with with understanding numbers like a language. Right. He thought that numbers had like personalities to him, so he's very whatever. They they talk about this later with Alan Turing, but it seems like all these guys had some like autism Asperger mm-hmm. stuff because their mind was just so hyper focused on this thing as a, and it kind of was less so about this other uh, uh, activity, yeah, shall yeah. we say? But um, but uh, oh his friend his childhood friend would see him go into this local temple um then the temple was carved with just hundreds or thousands of carvings of these gods which looked like they were all fucking on this thing um but uh (laughs) he'd go in there and draw these equations out on the concrete floor of the temple Mm -hmm. and say that the goddess namagiri would give those to him in a dream so Mm -hmm. um he would then like vanish for days and like he'd run away and then return home without an explanation and Nobody ever thought to do anything yeah, about that. Go I don't know. Pee-pee, sorry. <laughs> um, his oh, there's an ice cream truck out Hell there, yeah. or at least a musical van of some kind. But uh, his neighbors <laughs> thought he was I psychic. Go turn mine off. <laughs> his neighbors thought he was psychic, but they don't really say why they thought he was psychic. Right. Because right. it's not like they said he can read other people's thoughts. He just was apparently communing through dreams with a goddess. Right. Right. Um, and so the math. He also, like you were saying before, said that like math is is a divine language. It's the way that we can connect with the gods right. uh, and creators of the universe. So we get a Wilcock drip here. And he's, and Wilcock says, on his own, in poverty, he re-derives over a hundred years of Western mathematics. But then the goddess Namagiri is giving him all this other fucking information that goes way beyond where Western mathematics have, cur- have previously gone. So he's saying that just what the I mean I yeah. I wrote some of these down just so I could do the impression to entertain mm-hmm. you monkeys out there because no nobody until the very end when Sooks makes some really weird claims at the end mm-hmm. um, says anything other than the narrator just said right. <laughs> or what or, or what another talking head has already said on screen yeah. so uh, we get a children's chime in here where for the second or third time at this point he asks the same thing he goes is it possible that it was really some kind of extraterrestrial that was Helping him uncover these mathematical theorems. So, again, same question over and over every time he's on right. screen. What a waste of a handsome man. Especially because this is new Childress. Yeah. Like, this is all new footage. They don't have right, right. old footage of him. Yeah, not rehash. Exactly. So, um, oh, my God, your cat's about to fucking bite me. Uh, Get out of yeah. here. Too horny. You're too horny. Get it. Get go get your mythical female orgasm somewhere else. Let me go. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go get one of these old Q-tips yeah. and <laughs> grease it up so she can rubber frig herself off. 
Yeah, let me tape it to my shins. She can back right yeah. up onto it. Because that's the uh, thing is when those cats get horny, you're supposed to hold a Q-tip out, and they, they literally will jab it in themselves and get that sweet, sweet release. <laughs> is that a real thing? That's a real thing. I've I knew someone who had that. Unfixed female cat. I think I've heard of a few oh, people when and, she's in heat. Yeah, and they just like need yeah. to like get their grind on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the most <laughs> sad like picture of modernity of some guy just watching TV while yeah. holding a Q-tip <laughs> for his cat to fuck herself. <laughs> on. Yeah, that's like hey, that's like how uh, Gorse Jorner's dog was l- literally. This tiny little dog has his nuts still. Oh yeah, and he was dropping and a huge loads. Dick. Yeah, he was dropping big old loads mm-hmm. trying to hump my hand. These people, Ugh, these dog people, is fucking my disgusting. Friend. They gotta put it down. Um, they just gotta snip those fucking nuts off yeah. and be done with it. But they won't because they want to breed that fucking dog yeah. and they don't want to tell me the dog trainer because they don't get mad. Well, um, Groven Snake said his pizza just got here. He'll be right back. Oh, oh, we now go to uh, our old friend Alan Turing. Yes. Um, from London town. Hmm. Uh, he was born 1912, June 23rd in London. By age six, he's considered, I, I think they said by his friends and family, a genius. I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, he was studying Einstein by 16, and he was solely obsessed with math. I mean, it's a lot of the same kind of shit as Ramada John. Yeah. Just less, kind of like the other side of the coin where, as opposed to a very fantastical, romantic you know, dream, inspiration, goddess kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, he's extremely literal-minded to the point where they thought if they had the diagnosis of Asperger's back then as we do now, he probably would have been diagnosed with that. Mm-hmm. But he was so literal-minded that he, like, because he didn't think of the limitations of anything else except what was in front of him, he just, like, focused and figured it out that much yeah, quicker, yeah. I guess. But um, he was key to breaking the code of the Nazi Enigma machine during World War II. So he he was uh, tasked with leading up a special team of other mathematicians, uh, mathematauts, uh, yeah. in a, a, a place called Station X yeah. in Lexley Park, uh, which is 50 miles north of London. Um, sounds like a poor name, Lexley Park. Yeah. Um, but, um, excuse me, he basically figured out how to take the Enigma, Enigma machine's code, which, like, you would type a letter, all sorts of like dozens of substitutions would happen. It would come up with another letter, and then you, that's the code letter you'd write down as a mm-hmm. Nazi mm-hmm. trying to send messages. He figured out how to reverse the process and get so he could see what like what went back, like the original thing you typed in, which literally breaks the code. And he did that by the the only there wasn't really computers at the time, but these processing machines. He like the guy on the sh- on the episode goes like basically in modern terms, he figured out how to separate the software from the hardware and realize that when you do that, you can do all sorts of computations. Right. You can change the software without changing the machine and metal itself and yep, whatever yep, was yep. in there. So that's what he did, effectively creating the first computer, which they called the bomb, which is very weird. Um, that was like maybe the only fun fact this whole episode I didn't know about beforehand. Yep, but Because, yep. um, I mean, most people, I think, know Turing from the Turing test. Which is an a an artificial intelligence mm-hmm. test, I think. Which they you know it's in fucking Blade Runner and all that kind of shit. So um, we get a children chime in here, and guess what? He chimes in and says, "So you have to wonder if these visionaries are tapping into some kind of universal mind, and even then, somehow telepathically, extraterrestrials are giving them information so they can see these universal truths." So exact same thing again. Um, we go back to John von Neumann, who we talked about 
a season or two ago. Yeah. He, he came up with like like how to deliver dominoes really good. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. And Avoyman the Neumann. Exactly. Yeah. You know, he just drove some people nuts. I mean, there was someone uh, you know, probably murdered people because of the Neumann. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also didn't get along with Jerry Seinfeld that well. Yeah. Get come to the door and he goes, hello, Neumann. Yeah, he would, uh, <laughs> you know, deliver his mail, but not always give him every piece of mail he wanted. Hello, Jerry. I have <laughs> some equations for you. <laughs> you missed all these. Yeah, he's like, aren't Riddler. you a mailman? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's HBO's yeah. Uh, Seinfeld. Um, Isn't but... that breaking a federal law? <laughs> Uh, no, von Neumann was known to like have was knowing to have yeah. created His like life was annoying. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, he did. I can't. We we talked about in the last the episode we talked about him before on was like he created some sort of like artificial intelligence where like it could or self replicating robots. That's mm-hmm. what he did. It was was the the theoretical equation slash science behind self replicating robots, and that that would be the key to space travel in the future. Is right. you know whatever. So. Um, but pretty much they just talk about the bromance between von Neumann and Turing mm-hmm. and how they ended up creating post the bomb as like a prototype, creating what we thought of, what we think of as how computers work. So mm-hmm. all like all of the logic gate shit, like all yeah. the, what a hard drive or storage device would be, how you mm-hmm. can insert other physical media to like add to it and things yeah, like that. Yeah. So, um, Wilcock, it, this is where Wilcock says that it must've been aliens that made sure that in the thirties that those two met. So the computer would be like released on time, and I'm right, like, right. how? Like, I don't understand. Why Again, is this timing right, needed right that here. That truly yeah. is like Umbrella Academy shit, where there's no. some organization that needs the timeline, yeah. to not split into other timelines and just be the one, like all that kind of stuff. But yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, we go to another visionary, um, Sokovsky in Russia in the early 1900s. This is the guy that came up with rocket travel as a means to go out into space. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting that this was like right after the Wright brothers um, had their first successful plane flight, early right. 1900s, and he came up with things like multi-stage rockets. He came up with um, how to how you would need to match the orbit speed to break the fucking gravitational pull and all this kind of shit. So uh, he was friends with a Christian philosopher, uh, Fedorov, who had a... a, a a whole, I guess, a theory, I don't know, but he had a philosophy called cosmism, right. which was a precursor to ancient astronaut theory. Like, literally, Clotworthy says... you don't want a pre-cosmism exactly, all right. over. You know, it's uh, embarrassing. <laughs> uh, especially not in a cosmistic kid or anything. Yeah, no. but they, just, they just don't <laughs> understand. Um, yeah. Little space kids, Cos- you know. Cosmistic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm at the convention doing some cosmism play. <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> uh, but it really is the original galactic daddy theory because it it's the theory that humans had their origins somewhere in outer space mm-hmm. and our destiny was to go back. Right, so right. he was kind of the first, seemingly the first to actually write a book and stuff about it. Kind of like we've talked about how the, the, the priests and rabbis on ancient aliens mm-hmm. are, are usually the most interesting experts because they're the ones that love like, here's this philosophy that I fucking live by, but I'm actually... What's the deeper, like you know, scientific meaning behind this? What if it's that these were mistaken as aliens and all you know, like the, they're the ones that are being more scientific just by virtue of the fact that they're completely stepping outside of the dogmatic framework of their religion and trying to actually explain what quote like really was going on with angels and demons and gods and this and that and the other. So yes, yes. Um, but uh, 
They then go back to Werner von Braun for the, I mean, we probably talked about Werner von Braun like seven or eight times yeah, on yeah. the show before, um, and his whole Project Paperclip thing. Von Braun was apparently a reader of Salkowski and uh, Fedorov, so he kind of had the whole cosmism thing in his mindset, or at mm-hmm. least he was attracted to that, um, attracted to those kind of Russian guys, you know, even though he's German, it's not common, but it happens, you know. Um, the The fun fact that I, I don't know, maybe someone out there can verify this, but they this is for the first time that they admit, sorry, I'm misspeaking. <laughs> this is the first time that they claim that Von Braun literally got his crew of scientists guys to surrender to the Americans. Like he mm-hmm. planned it proactively as mm-hmm. opposed to they've always just said, oh, once the war was lost, yeah. the Americans went and claimed all these scientists and Von Braun was one of them. Yeah, so I'm like, it out. Yeah. I'm like, is, I like mean, not see the ringleader behind all that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not saying they're wrong, but that seems like a really big factoid that maybe they only found out recently. I don't know, but I can't imagine it would be that recent. But um, it's weird that they've never mentioned that before, especially because there's episodes painting him as this hero. Yeah. And, and he did become an American hero, right. but um, like G.I. Joe. Yeah. But, but uh, no one's only half the battle, my friend. Exactly. No, Neumann's only half exactly. the battle. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because uh, <laughs> uh, as the Americans went back to get all the rest of the shit out of von Braun's old Nazi lab, they found Solkowski's writing and stuff to prove, like, mm-hmm. oh, he was you know a reader of his. So, um, so then they're asking, of course, was von Braun also an ancient astronaut theorist? And right. Wilcock drips here. Very long, sticky, viscous drip. Uh, takes a long time to snap. Yes. Uh, he was utterly captivated by the idea that we belong in the stars. The Earth is a seed. <laughs> and if that seed never germinates, then we die. We need to go out into space. The dream of a new tomorrow is what fueled him to succeed even further. And that leads me to the possibility that some sort of extraterrestrial contact might have happened with him. Something or someone might have reached him and given him the tools he might have needed in order to build our way to outer space. So he's just saying a very long version of what Childress has been saying. Yeah. And Clot, where he's been saying, everyone else has been saying that, hey, and and the frustrating thing about this episode is that they don't fucking once have a quote from any of the human beings they're talking about, other than the Ramanujan guy, but even then it's not a quote. They're just talking about what he said. (laughs) Yeah. I would love to see quotes from these human beings, a primary source, right, primary source text of what they fucking said, um, because it's frustrating. I'm sure Von Braun didn't talk about uh, ancient aliens and shit like that on TV, but I'm sure he wrote something down or a friend was known to have had a conversation with him or something. But this is a very big episode um, to not do your homework for when it's literally living human figures in only the last hundred years. Right. You know, right like, why right. wouldn't you have some sort of written, you know, primary sources from them anyway? Um, the next segment, the second to last one, opens up with kind of the birth of sci-fi on television. So in 1965, Lost in Space, which I actually didn't know, was like technically yeah. the first sci-fi series oh, really? that was on television. Um, Star was... Trek launches the next year in 66. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, and... Uh, <laughs> The old Lost in Space is funny because the guy that plays the doctor does kind of seem like a lecherous old man. He's very effeminate and weird, and he's always <laughs> looking for that boy, yeah. and he's always looking for the son and Where trying to manipulate the son to like give him information or betray his family or all this. Because when shit. did Doctor Who launch? I feel like Doctor Who was black and white. There was an old black and white Doctor Who, but that's also because British TV just was black and white longer. Exactly, um, but uh, it took a while for the color to reach. 
uh, across the Atlantic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, no, I think Doctor Who was like sixty nine. <laughs> 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 yes. Oh boy, um, it is crazy how this. It's not coronavirus. Um, I'm saving that for this weekend. You yeah, know, yeah, tomorrow night. Little but, hangos. Uh, <laughs> uh, you say little hangos? Hangos like hangovers. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the fuck was I saying? Uh, uh, <laughs> I, t- I oh, said Doctor everyone's Who. been sick. Like everyone's had the same cough. Like literally, everyone that works at the place I got my haircut. Yeah, the employees and the clients all had the same fucking gross snot coughs that I have right now too. It's disgusting, but um, really bad cold and flu season. But anyway, uh, this isn't the first time that Sooks comes on the show, but he comes on with even less importance the rest mm-hmm. of the time. He's only on like one other time, I think. But he's like an, a weird old like matriarch cheerleader on this episode. Like, A, he looks like someone's crazy cool aunt from Sedona, Arizona or something. It's like got a very, very open-throated, a lot of skin showing, a lot of clothed hair, yeah. a lot of beads going on. <laughs> um, the hair is is just like Hershey chocolate brown in the sunlight. It's right, just so right. fakely colored. Yeah, in oddly this. brown. Yeah. And freshly, chocolate Labrador. Yes, exactly. Like <laughs> freshly conditioned, uh, the right amount of oil and product. And just, I don't know. But, um, excuse me. Um, he comes on and he says, uh, I-, I wonder what prompted this question because he goes, I think that science fiction is a part of disclosure. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting but and we, I mean we heard about yeah. that kind of same thing at alien kind of stuff but he says over time science fiction has become science fact and so or faction yes <laughs> and then and and then th- but that is a that's a slippery slope because then anything that happens you could say oh well we used to only think of those things it's like well yeah but people used to only think like wow what if i could have clean drinking water all the time yeah. <laughs> you know and it's Wouldn't like that be nice? was that science fiction or just that we really f- we really think we need this thing so let's right. work towards it you know he does make the point later that like you know uh, oh it's like right here um <laughs> oh, here's cuz they talk about how like arthur c clarke the writer of 2001 a space odyssey and some other shit he came up with the idea of the satellite before it was ever invented which was a fun factoid too yeah. uh, and we get another sucler here and he says these ideas sprung from a man's mind, and then they've become reality. And they became reality because of these young kids who read that <laughs> shit and, and saw it and said, let's make it for ourselves. Where's the boy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we get a weird one-off appearance of the bald Brit. He doesn't say anything interesting, but it's just always good to have Nick Redfern mm-hmm. on the show. And he says, now there's an interesting theory about where these writers get their ideas Perhaps there was an outside force presenting to science fiction authors <laughs> and writers. Uh, have they been inspired by extraterrestrials? Oh, uh, you know, the Roman bread or the Wonder Bread. That's what we have to ask when we go to make the toast in the morning. <laughs> and that's where we'll say, Ooh. is it cheese? <laughs> is it cheese? Yeah. I've been, should I it's use some of that ghee butter? <laughs> Just oh. been to India. <laughs> oh, shit. I've got my old sitar. <laughs> uh, uh, he d- will be a uh, Contact, like right? Con, but yeah. <laughs> he'll be at a <laughs> Lactam- Lactamania Con, all about breastfeeding and sacred cow yeah. milk from India. Lactic Daddy. 
<laughs> Speaking of nipples and yeah. and the difference and between nipples and areolas and, yeah. and tit bumps, but yeah. um, I am excited because so, he was not there last year. No, right? no, no, no. And he was not at Alien Con at he, all, was he? Or no, he had a, he had a speaking thing. I feel at like Alien he's Con. we've seen him before, but it'll yeah. be interesting again with that weekend where you got to kind of get to see a person. Oh yeah, <laughs> I want to see that earring just dangle like right in my face. You know? uh, he was, I think I said it on the show, but he was. Interesting to hear on somewhere in the sky. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, he was a good guest up. on that show because he he seemed so laid back on that show, and he was just like, "Oh yeah, the Russians are fucking weird and they're crazy." And but he seemed very level headed. Whereas on the show, it, it, I guess it just proves that when people are in front of a camera like that, as opposed to a relaxed conversational environment, mm-hmm. like their their put upon personality just always isn't as connected or natural as their normal personality right. like like jason martell i'm sure doesn't fucking go and then we do this and uh, uh, all the right. time you like you like you know have a stroke <laughs> and the prostitutes in the corner going yeah what the uh, fuck are you yeah. talking about man just give me the fucking money <laughs> and then we do this uh, 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 all <laughs> this is how daddy does it <laughs> get the fucking motel coffee pot yeah. out of your asshole okay. for once okay well i was shocked i could even get it in so why would i want to get it out did someone say shock? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, someone said something about October, and then that popped in my head. We should have a month long dedication where Shocktober. Shocktober. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good to Patreon. Uh, a good to Patreon theme. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, he just says there's a official theory, I guess that that science fiction authors got their ideas from aliens. But I'm yeah. like, could you elaborate on that a little bit? Show or Nick Redfern, like what? What are you talking about? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it's it's all just like, again, shotgunning opinions and some ad hoc evidence, like and you know, like uh, uh, personal evidence, yeah, uh, and personal opinions out as evidence. And because there's so much of it, you, a lot of people go, "Well, I mean, man, it seems like it's true." It's like, no, right, but right. that's you know, it, anyway. But um, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> this is what we keep doing. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Uh, this gets really lame at the end here. Suk starts talking about science fiction today and basically how, like, well, if, if we're thinking of this stuff right now, and then it obsessively shows The Matrix for, like, a minute and a half, yeah. like, scenes from The Matrix, mi- mixing scenes from The Matrix with just History Channel-level, you know, Prometheus Entertainment-budgeted CG iRobot Will Smith knockoff characters on the screen like yeah. just showing like cam- cameras like spanning around a skull of a a blue light litted eared white skinned robot like all mm-hmm. this shit and uh and then he's talking about how again just like the matrix I, I, again i'm curious as to what conversation he was having with the interviewer mm-hmm. because he's kind of all heated up and he's making very very specific points that you'd think that they would be asking or putting more general points about this right. in this episode but um he's like because they're talking about uploading consciousness, and that could be the next wave of right. evolution or whatever, right? And he says, I really don't want my consciousness uploaded into a computer because then we really do all become glass. And I was <laughs> like, what, are you high or something? Like, what's happening? And he says, we'd all be gone in two seconds. And I'm like, what does that mean, that we'd all be looking at, like, a, living in a virtual porn world or something? Right, like, right. I don't I don't know. But What is a science friction? Right. <laughs> um. They're getting all doom and gloom at the end here. They're showing lots of Terminator picks and again more iRobot picks and warning about technology. And then I forgot because it's been a couple weeks since we recorded that the last segments now of the season eleven episodes 
are these three and a half minute long recap segments where it's like the show's over at the 36 minute mark now instead mm-hmm. of the 41 minute mark because it's right. a 42 minute show total in the credits. And they, they do this last segment where it's like listing every segment they had before for about 15 to 20 seconds. So they, go, they talk over, could a man like Srimavana Ramajanan right. really do math as good as Ronald McDonald and whatever <laughs> yeah. the fuck? And it just, go, it just keeps, it, it's like I wrote that it's like a child's essay. The show is now an intro, a few bullet points, and then the outro that's exactly, it's just a, the sentence is switched around from yeah. the intro. It's the right, same right, exact right. fucking thing. Um and then, of course, the perfect guy to put in these pointless, redundant outros is George Norrie, because as we've seen the past five or six seasons, he's just on the show to wrap up the concepts of the rest of the episode for dumb people. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, he says some other shit, but he's like, you know, I mean, Elon Musk and uh, Stephen Hawking, I mean, they're, they think that, you know, AI is pretty scary, and I agree with them, you know? And it's like, okay, like, why, why on this show where you're trying to enlighten people with all new facts, are you just playing into pop culture fear and 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 ignorance culture around what artificial intelligence really right, is? Right, and it's right. like, oh, as soon as you as soon as it becomes self-aware, it's going to become the term of the Skynet yeah, or whatever, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to upload our consciousness yeah. and we're going to be in that porn world that our, Joey mentioned. Yeah, that cocksiousness. And I agree with them, okay? I, I, I mean, if, if, cr- if crooks can be there and we can all just have a taste, I mean, we could yeah. only be so Yeah, lucky. can we run our virtual train on the real yeah. cricks? <laughs> and it's just a like a train of like 20 George Noyes. <laughs> But then the same come for the cricks. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to get sloppy yeah. thirds. Come filled Um <coughs> I would never listen to you yeah, guys' yeah. show now. Thank That'd you. be funny if he if <laughs> yeah. she had a podcast about jewelry making or something and we just tagged that. Come filled cricks. Yeah. Um but uh uh oh, Childress comes on to talk about how like all we have to do, all we have to do is look back to the science fiction magazines from the '60s. They warned us about what was happening. I'm like, no, it's because it was all new back then. So there was an inherent fear about the unknown, right? Yeah. Science fiction became known to be a thing, and as these uh, these authors were experimenting with it, it was like, because again, that's like going from well, we, not even '60s. It was all before that, right? But that's right. what I'm saying. Like yeah. the height of science fiction. Of like Asimov and right. you know uh, yeah, Bradbury UFOs and all that and stuff. stuff. Like that, yeah. yeah, it's it's like you, it's it's they know enough about it now to go, oh shit! Think of like think of these basic parts, and if they all did this thing, this would happen, right, and right. that'd be terrifying. Yeah. Um, Which but, again, some people say it's di- disclosure. Right, is science fiction. They just said that in the episode. Oh, sorry, but you were <laughs> texting. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, yeah, and Childress. The only different thing he says here is, in many ways, we must be careful about how we use this technology. So uh, we get a final sukular here, and he says, this was weird, too. I, I can see his point, but it is kind of weird. He's like, we have made this technology for one reason and one reason only, to return to the stars, because that's where we came from. And I'm like, that isn't why all technology was invented. No. <laughs> the medical technology for Earth was not invented for space travel. Some of it came from that or right. was spawned by that, but um, especially Todd McFarlane spawned. Yes. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Hey, Spawn, I'm the clown. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jonathan Leguizamo. Because <laughs> um, uh, he was so disgusting in that. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and I mean, McFarlane keeps... I mean, now that Spawn is not popular at all anymore in the zeitgeist, yeah. McFarlane is still... And apparently he's ma- he's like got the funding now. Oh, but really? He's making the Spawn movie that he's been wanting to make since like the year that the original Spawn movie came out in 97, where it was a typical like... He wanted to make a rated hard R Spawn movie. Mm-hmm. The C- CG wasn't where it was, so they couldn't really make the cape work all the time, which is why the Spawn in that movie doesn't have his cape all the mm-hmm. time. It's only when he's like fully Actually powered and crazy something. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and why it was PG-13, which made it terrible. Right, right. Um, there was no blood, and Spawn is known for being, I mean, I read gory, 150 whatever. issues of Spawn or whatever. It's like extremely gory and mm-hmm. disgusting. And uh, he's been wanting to make, since the late 90s, a gritty movie about Spawn but from the perspective of Sam and Twitch, the detectives. So it would be like Seven, which mm-hmm. came out in the late 90s. <laughs> so now he wants to make an old movie that's like 25 years away from the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. A cop movie where Spawn is this wraith-like figure. Because that's kind of like how it is in the comics. But most of the time, the comics are from Spawn's perspective or right, somewhere right, around right. him. He wants to, ma- And he made a series of comics called Sam and Twitch where mm-hmm. Spawn is this wraith-like figure in the background yeah. of New York. Because they team up with him to solve crime sometimes and whatever, but or he kills murderers for them and shit like that. But anyway, he's apparently going to do that still. And he's like, well, yeah, now we can make it so cheap because it's so cheap to me. And I'm like, yeah, come on, dude. Just make it a fucking animated. Like the best Spawn non-comic thing was the HBO Spawn, which was rated hard R. It was cartoon. It was animated. Oh, okay, yeah. But it was super violent. Spirit of the show was good, like all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I but. feel like they could do it just like as we toss a coin to our rich <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could do a Netflix series. Yeah, or like something. a full-on series, like HBO, yeah. Netflix, Amazon, one of those. Yeah, yeah, uh, big systems out there that you know, Hulu. Yeah, <laughs> who, who? Yeah, who? Voodoo, Tubi, <laughs> huh? <laughs> Bing Pong. Yeah, no, that's how bad it's gotten. Like, because yeah, I, yeah. I, I do all my content through my PlayStation, and there's yeah. all these weird Sony. Ad- I'm like, what the yeah. fuck is Crackle Tubi? Yeah, it's like, oh yeah. my god. Anyway, but yeah, that's the episode. This episode, it it pushed. Like, that's what I wonder, too, is, like, are the producers, and I'm guessing the answer's no, of Ancient Alien, well, we know it's no, because they said that, some, he's like, some of the ideas just come from Ken's brain, right? and he goes, what about this? Let's make an episode, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, okay, but you would think that you would want to push the ancient astronaut theory to more people, and therefore build upon its understanding, yeah. which is more difficult, because that's more of a quality versus quantity approach, but mm-hmm. this is just, again, a filler fucking episode. Yeah. I don't think we saw more than a couple new pieces of... I mean, again, only Sooks and Childers had new talking head moments. Nori was from probably season one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't think Martell was on at all. He might have been on once or something. And he was he was blonde, so maybe. But he's also... I'm actually surprised that at how really much... He, blonde guy. <laughs> I'm surprised how much he was on those first four or five seasons. Then he really is peppered in very... Like, yeah, a little well, like you know, a because few people, he's yeah, we've seen just drop out again. <laughs> yeah. No Robert Shock anywhere, right? Right, Huey Newman in season. the news is yeah. not on very much anymore, right. but um, anyway, but yeah, a bad episode overall. Uh, the next episode, I believe, is Decoding the Cosmic Egg, um, I think so. which I'm like, okay, I mean, that sounds okay. weird and interesting, I guess, yeah. but um, because I think the Cosmic Egg is like the Big Bang and all that kind of stuff, mm. like, like, or whatever, but I think that's also a religious Hindu thing where it was an egg right. first, or I don't Maybe. know, but yeah. Anyway, um, other than, I mean, I think that's that's it for us today. I think that's enough. Um, uh, uh, follow us on social media at Probing Aliens on Twitter, at Probing Aliens on Facebook, at Probing Aliens on Facebook, 
and Instagram. Uh, listen to our craft beer, craft brewery podcast, beer that drunk down the same podcast services as Probing Ancient Aliens. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Probing Aliens, where you get two exclusive episodes of uh, content from us. One of them is Adventurous Ghosts, our Ghost Adventures podcast, which is just like this, but for Ghost Adventures. And probing deeper, we probe deeper into the world of something related to aliens, the paranormal, or like the Patreon peak from last week. That's a nice little rhyme. Um, uh, you know, content that the individual ancient astronaut theorists produce themselves, like David Wilcox, The Cosmic Secret, or About Majestic. So, um, anyway, other than that, and So twitch, stretched, 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 stretched.